You're listening to Nostalgia Be Damned. Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. Make him the cutest that I've ever seen. Hello, everybody. My name is Zach. Mm, hello. My name is Brandon. A.K.A. DJ Chicken Lomain. We just had some Chinese food. It was yeah, really good. Really good Chinese food. You're listening to Nostalgia <laughs> Be Damned, the show where we take some of your favorite movies from the 1990s to the early 2000s. We take off those rose-colored glasses you may be wearing about these movies, and then we grind them up into a soft powder, and then we snort them up dollar bills, and then we punch people in the face. Allegedly. allegedly. We should say allegedly for legal There's, purposes. You have no proof. Today is <laughs> today's a special day because it's mm. this bonus little episode. We're releasing this on Halloween. Yep, we teased last episode during our Final Destination podcast that uh, our Oktoberfest vote actually turned out to be a tie, and instead of doing the adult thing and just making a choice, uh, we decided to do both of it them. It was a real Sophie's Choice of movie selections, so I'm glad we did both of them. because Great reference. Wow, yeah. I am grinning <laughs> <laughs> i'm grinning but for different reasons <laughs> so if you haven't uh, for some reason known we're covering 1998's horror film halloween h2o 20 years later now, otherwise known up. as otherwise known halloween as water. halloween water yeah <laughs> so i looked it up i watched a few documentaries everyone refers to this as halloween h2o and i was worried this was a devin soya sawa situation <laughs> but it's not um so it's not h20 or h it's it's h2o halloween h2o why you know, dude, this is 20 years, set 20 years after the original. Uh, the original came out in 1978. It was a classic, a pioneer of the slasher genre, really. It had been done before in Black Christmas and Psycho, but Halloween refined it and pretty much became the building blocks of that genre. I guess, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't you? I guess. All right, the first film, dude, that's a, yeah, no. that's like a 90 for me. I that's do, a top-tier classic. I do love the first one of my favorite movie. films It's a very of all time. good movie. Um, you, in particular, have been talking about wanting to do this movie for quite a while. Yeah, well, I am a huge fan of these uh, 80s slashers, and even all the way up to the 90s, to the screams, to the, you know, maybe in retrospect, maybe not, I know what you did last summer, but the Urban Legends, <laughs> all those movies I, I just fell in love with as a kid, and Halloween was the very first R-rated movie I ever saw. I remember watching it a bunch with my friends, and it freaking me the hell out, and I remember the scene that stuck with me the most was, like, looking out the window and seeing him at your uh, clothesline, because I had one that was set up exactly like that in the movie, so I'd always look mm -hmm. outside to see if he was there or whatever. The mask, all of it worked. Like, I, I just found it fantastic. And it also got me into watching a lot of these behind-the-scenes stuff, which got me really interested in movie making and just filmmaking, and then that's kind of what spurred my love for movies in general, really, was like these slasher movies from my youth, which is weird. So what you're saying is you will give us an unbiased opinion and rating <laughs> yeah, of absolutely. this movie because it hasn't been influential on you or your decision-making <laughs> whatsoever. Zach, what's your history with this movie? You've never seen it, right? Never seen it. Have, um, have I've you seen, seen any of the other movies? Yeah, I've seen Halloween, um, but that's pretty much it. I, I, like, I really like Halloween. It's a very good movie. Um, but no, I I never seen H two O. Saddened by that, aren't you? Yeah, no, really. I'm, I'm, I'm glad clearly, we got clearly, to remedy that. Clearly missing out. <laughs> so this is directed by Steve Miner. Now, this guy actually started his career off in slashers. He did Friday the 13th, part one and two. And he also wound up doing a movie called Forever Young with Mel Gibson and Lake Placid. Do you remember Lake Placid about the giant crocodile? Yes, I remember yeah, Lake Placid. Uh, so, yeah, this guy had kind of a history in slashers, and they wanted John Carpenter desperately to come back. But he actually asked for a pretty decent chunk of change because he had been kind of screwed out of the original rights for Halloween. It was made for nothing and for a while, I'd say until the Blair Witch Project was considered the most su successful uh, independent film, box office-wise, as in it costs so much, it costs so little anyway, and, and returns so much. I'm a little offended for him. Why wouldn't you give him that chunk of change to make it? I mean, yeah, clearly uh, he, master he would have a and much better direction than... <sighs> well, that's the thing. So these movies, all of them, from Halloween to A Nightmare on Elm Street to Friday the 13th, all these movies cost nothing to make. And right. so... Even though if it bombed, and by bombed I mean like didn't make as much money as these other you know uh, films that are coming out at the same time, you know a Friday the Thirteenth movie could have cost three million dollars to make. They make twelve million off it. 
That's still a fucking, that's, you know, that's money that they can return it. And so even though these movies were kind of considered guilty pleasures and, and kind of the lesser of, you know, the film genres, mm-hmm. they still were these dependable movies for making money. And they still are to today. Like, horror films are some of the most profitable movies out there. Oh, I mean, you look at some of the horror movies that have come out just in the last year. I mean, uh, Get Out. Obviously, oh, made fantastic a ton year. of money. Um, this last move, uh, my last favorite one that I've seen, it. Oh, incredible! Is unbelievable. Yeah. So horror movies are just evolving, and you can definitely tell. I will tell you this: no matter how I feel about this movie, I can appreciate watching a movie like the original Halloween, then seeing the stepping stone of just these last two movies that we watched, Final Destination and H two O, and just kind of seeing the evolution of this genre because the the horror movies of today are very they're very different yeah right you can't really compare them to ones even made just nine ten years ago so listening to this episode in the future you know it very well could have come out by then and we will have our perceptions of it by now but as of the recording of this they are making another halloween movie they're reviving the the series and it's going to follow the second one pretty much pretending that all the sequels which by the way has Nine movies in the franchise. There are nine of these things. Uh, incredible. Just incredible. I mean, that's... Oh, well, I'm sorry. Ten, ty- technically. Ten at the time of recording with an 11th one on the way. Wow. It's I insane. Mean, but that's also the problem I have with this genre is, what, I mean, there's only two of them that are going to be end up being considered canon. Why saturate? Yeah. I mean, it's just a money grab. Oh, for sure. But These were all just for money grabs. But fans of the series, like myself, will continue to watch these. No matter how terrible they are, I just like to see... People dying in interesting <laughs> ways, and the character of like the boogeyman. You know, what I mean, that's what interests you. Okay. And this is one of the few films, though, that I feel kind of puts a huge emphasis on the star, Jamie Lee Curtis. That's the yes. big deal, of, and the big draw for this movie was that for the past, you know, however many sequels, she had been out of it. The sequel right before this actually starred Paul Rudd, which is hilariously bad, and it, it deals into like his backstory, Michael Myers' backstory about thorn and there's like a cult and like all kinds of weird shit and the the producers are pretty much like look let's do another one we'll just send it direct to dvd and it'll follow this one because the last one didn't make as much money um but they still had the rights and whatnot and then jamie lee thinking that it was the 20 year anniversary she thought you know hey this could be a good idea to try to like milk (laughs) milk the franchise essentially you know what i mean but also like celebrate the uh because this was the movie that gave her her career in general that was her first movie that's what shot her into superstardom that's true so after that happened after she signed on the movie completely changed it got a bigger budget it got us it was going to be a summer release like they put a lot of money and effort into making this like check this out we're coming back 20 years later this was bigger than your average slasher so then they actually even hired kevin williamson the writer of scream and i know what you did last summer to come in and like punch up some of the dialogue and try to make it a post scream era we did notice that at one point in this movie they were watching scream too Mm-hmm. So speaking of these horror franchises, I, I kind of wanted to take a little bit of a side venture and just kind of speak about some of them. You know what I mean? This is kind of a, a special time that we don't get a chance to really talk about this genre a lot on the show. So so I just wanted to t- highlight a couple of these big giant ones, money-wise, okay? This is some of the box office haul for some of the biggest horror franchises as of now. Okay. okay. So The Exorcist... One of the top ones. That's made $331 million. There are six movies in that franchise, okay? Texas Chainsaw Massacre has $199 million. Six. There's now eight movies in, in that franchise. Yeah. Friday the 13th, there's 12. That made $380 million. <clears throat> Halloween has 10, $308 million. Hannibal Lecter is actually the most successful out of them all. $425 million. I think Silence of the Lambs is yeah. one of my favorite movies out of... All of those. The, too, well, that honestly. one and Hannibal actually made like two hundred million or some crazy shit like that. But right. The Scream series has four that made three hundred thirty-one million. Nightmare on Elm Street nine movies three hundred seventy million, and then you get into like the Paranormal Activities and Saws they made over four hundred million, and Final Destination made two hundred sixty-three million out of five movies. These these movies, while they're considered kind of sh- shitty among like film critics and whatnot, are loved by a lot of people and they make a lot of money. Yeah, well, I I think this is one of those genres, and we're not going to dive too deep into it because we still got to get to the movie, but I feel like this is one of those genres where the critics and the viewers, there's way too much of a disconnect because critics are there to judge how a movie's made, but viewers don't come to see a scary movie 
to judge how well put together it is. They just want a little bit of excitement. They want a little bit of thrill. It's kind of that same thing that you get with a lot of action movies. But I think with yep. horror movies, I, you know, a jump scare will do it for a lot of people. So this had a $17 million budget. It made $55 million, came in 41st for the year. Top five that year were Saving Private Ryan, Armageddon. Uh, there's something about Mary, A Bug's Life, and The Water Boy. Whoa. <laughs> wow, 1998. Wow, that's like four pretty good you know, groundbreaking films, and then Waterboy. <laughs> well, That's I mean, crazy. I mean, he's among the company of Armageddon, and there's such a weird crowd of movies. Anyway, so let's get into this. It's got a 51% on Rotten Tomatoes mm-hmm. and a 5.7 on IMDb. So we open on Langdon, Illinois. We get a little bit of Mr. Sandman. I like that. That's actually from the second film. Uh, the first movie, of course, has that iconic score, which is in this too. They kind of punch it up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you notice there's a little synth in there. Every movie since the first one has done this. They've changed the theme slightly. The one in six, I believe, which is the one before this, there's like an electric guitar and shit in there. It's crazy. <laughs> but I'm glad they went back to basics for the most part for this. Mm-hmm. No, I, I and... I would argue that a lot of movies that I've seen recently, especially scary movies that have really caught my attention, I think of a movie like It Follows, the score is always something that's going to get me. Um, It had a really good score, too. Mm -hmm. Um, And Halloween's is so iconic, and it's so good, and just it perfectly sets the tone, especially in that first movie, of just kind of, you know, it's very simplistic, but it's also screechy and eerie, and it's very good. Watching Blood is Thicker Than Water, the making of documentary, on the uh, re-release of this. By the way, I, I own the box set Shout Factory, Scream Factory, you know, Blu-ray release of this with all of the films. In case you didn't know, Brandon hates this franchise. <laughs> hates this franchise. Oh, man. Uh, so watching this documentary, there was a huge uh, hullabaloo about the music, actually. The guy had composed the score, and it seemed like it was from a completely different movie, and the producers were really pissed. And so by the end of it, they had pushed the release date up because they were really confident in it. It was going to come out late September. September and they're like fuck it this is actually not too bad let's make it a june release nothing was coming out then so they bumped it up to june which left them with literally five days before they had to print the movie to get a new score a new all new score wow. so like they composed a little bit and then they just reused uh all the music from scream which is why like during the climax of the movie like the dun, 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 yeah it's all just scream music and from mimic it's, it's the same like piece of score that i've heard like in five movies from dimension films all right, we're getting a little sidetracked here. Oh, I'm so sorry. This, yeah, there's so much detail. All right, anyway. So, Indiana. Let, let's get into it, dude. Yeah, no, Illinois. It's oh, October 28th, 1998. It's the nurse, actually, from the original movie. Mm-hmm. She's coming home, and uh, I like the way this is shot. I like the look of this. This is a good little setup. Oh, uh, what did I say in the first two minutes of this movie? I was like, it looks really good. And then you also said, I'm sorry for pooping on your couch. No, I didn't yes, apologize. Yes, you did. I didn't oh, apologize yeah, for okay, that. Yeah, no. And I won't. <laughs> So we, she realizes that someone's broken into her house. She opens the door. It's just like a creepy vibe. Guess what? I like that they actually kind of make this character smart. She's like a dumb asshole. Like she's like, you know what? There's, Immediately runs yeah, out and she's goes like, to fuck her that neighbors. shit. Yeah. Going to my neighbors. She just goes to her neighbors and guess what? It's a young Joseph Gordon-Levitt and he's dressed in a Jason like he's got a hockey mask on. Yep. Dude, get it? Dude? Yeah, get it. Because the director also directed Friday the Thirteenth Part Two and Three. Yes. Thank you. Okay, you got it. Just like, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> you, dude, you are going to hate me by the end of this shit. I kind of hate you, are- you already. <laughs> so they call the cops, mm-hmm. and the cops are going to be on their way. And in the meantime, Jimmy's like, well, I'll go over there and check out your house, make sure it's safe. This is daylight, by the way, they do this. Yep, this is daylight. Uh, okay. <laughs> They daylight. do this in the daylight. Yeah, they do. They, that is that is true. So he goes inside, gives this whole spiel with his little hockey stick and whatnot, and uh, basically goes into robber of beer. Yeah. He like goes into a refrigerator. There's some sick jump scares. Wrecks her kitchen from a, because of jump scares. It's honest, actually, like the jump scares in this. I did. I'll give you this, Zach. They're overused. <laughs> yes, there's too many jump scares, and it it happens a lot. But uh, J, JGL, that's what I call him, JGL. Mm-hmm. Um, Steals a couple beers because he's a youth. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, walks out, and it is uh, nighttime. And the cops still haven't arrived. And the arrived. cops have still not arrived. I get it. It's like dusk when they're and shooting he's like, this. Yeah, he's like, on, yeah, guys. nothing's here. So they walk away, and then the nurse goes back inside the house because 
JGL says, yeah, they wrecked up your study a little bit. Yeah. And they also destroyed your kitchen, too. Yeah. Crazy, right? Bye. Bye. <laughs> so she is kind of getting freaked out. Again, she starts hearing noises. Her power's out. You know, classic horror movie shit here. Mm-hmm. And then, again, she sees that the door to the back where she shut earlier is now open. And she's like, fuck it. I'm out here like this. It's not for Yeah, me. leaves again. So she sprints. So I'm yeah. like, all right, good. This girl's kind of smart. She runs next door again to JGL's house. Who wouldn't? He's a dreamy. He's a dreamo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Walks inside, and it's a pretty sweet little kill. But we, again, so many of these kills are off screen. I didn't realize it until watching it through this time because you pointed out every single one of them. Like, they're all off screen. I'd say, okay, let's. The body count is pretty low in this. I'd say we got about. mm, Like seven people, maybe somewhere around there. And I'd say. Two of them are on screen. <laughs> Probably. Two kills in seven deaths. But are... it's a pretty sweet little prop. She uh, yeah, walks in cool. and there's a giant, there's an ice skate through his face. It's mm-hmm. pretty cool. She freaks out and tries to run out the other door. Oh, it's off and to a fantastic start. For whatever start. reason, the other friend's just propped up. He's gone around like propping bodies up in cool places. Yeah, he's I guess. got like you a know, knife he, in his back or yeah, something like that. Yeah, he falls on top of matter. her. And then Michael Myers comes in. And... I should mention, and I don't know if you mentioned this, Zach, I specifically didn't say anything during the movie, but did you mention, the? Uh, did you see the mask changes? This mask yes. changes shot after shot I after shot. I did notice that the mask changes. The yeah. mask looks different it's constantly. Bad. So originally the director wanted this literally blank, white, expressionless face, and they made up a mask for him, and they, that was what he wanted. And then they saw dailies after like two weeks of shooting, and they were like, that's not the Michael Myers mask. Like, even though the mask is expressionless, there are... Features there's like chin like yeah. you know there are because it's based on William Shatner's you know right face yeah and so they were like make a different mask so they made like three different sculpts and so they literally would like just switch them in and out to see which one looked best on like ca- on on camera <sighs> and so there there's one shot in here where there's a CGI on his mat it's a CGI floating mask at one point Ugh, good Dude, it's bad news bears but anyway. Still off to a good start, okay? He walks in, and it's this, like, uh, he wa- uh, cat and mouse. He's kind of wa- chasing around the house. And when I say chase, he's methodically just pacing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the thing, you know? Oh, I'll take my time. I'll, I'll get there when I get to her. I'm not going to tire myself out, because what's the point? In, what's the point in I'll that? Get to yeah, you're just going to get stressed out, Michael. That shaves off years of your life. you got to kill at your own pace. So anyway, she gets her next slit, dude. It's pretty gruesome. Yeah. Uh, I like this. She's screaming, and the, the cops finally fucking arrive. This must be 45 minutes to an hour later. Oh, Minimum. Ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it is pitch black outside, and they just walk in. They're like, yeah, and breaking and entering. Yep. And then meanwhile, yeah, she's next door going like, oh, my fuck. Holy shit. And then, yeah, Michael slits her throat, walks outside, gets into his car, and just kind of moseys yeah. on out of there. And they're like, oh, hang on a second. We got a double, double bottle. Which... Uh, oh, we we got a daily double today. <laughs> yeah, really insensitive. Another B and E. Insensitive. Yep. Bob. Um, and and also this is going to be the probably the first of many times we disagree about this movie. But uh, you you said just a few minutes ago that the the first knife kill where he slits her throat was pretty cool. I disagreed. I didn't think it was. It didn't really impress there's me at not, all. Yeah, there's not a lot of blood. I'll say that it's it's pretty it's pretty PG thirteen-y. But you know, it's I, I like the way it's shot. It's yeah. kind of you know, it's a well paced and first, suspenseful. The first. 10, 10 to minutes? 15 minutes of this movie are very promising. Yeah. I mean, this was a great it first. Seems like you're hinting 15. that the quality of the film may drop off well, after no, that first. Well, no, because, okay, so minutes. let's see. The first person on screen dies in 10 minutes. Tell you what, Brandon, start the clocks and we'll see when the next yeah, person technically dies. Three people have died, okay? Technically, three. Oh, insane. it's Oktoberfest! Mmm. <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> Beer! <laughs> Beer is good! We're Rawr. guys! We're guys! Football! Boobies! Sports and stuff! Yeah! Creed! Grill. Which makes an appearance here. Yeah, it does. Boogalops! <laughs> <laughs> so the next day, we cut to the police are investigating the crime, and they're pretty much an exposition machine. It's as if yeah. they're explaining what the character is. Has, as If anyone had never seen Halloween, they give you it all in the first, like, five minutes. Yeah, you are caught up However, immediately. However, they exclude, like... Parts three, four, five, and six. So it literally just follows one mm-hmm. in which he stalks Laurie Strode. The second one, she finds out that he is her brother. Yeah. Uh, which John Carpenter actually attributes to like a night of long drinking. And he's just like, I can't follow this story anymore. Fuck it. Just make it her. Make it her brother. Like, whatever. <laughs> make it her brother. He literally is admitted. He's like, whatever. Like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> No longer with the series. Uh, and so, yeah. And so this would be the technically the third and final film in this trilogy. Right. Halloween 1, 2, and H2O. So... 
he explains basically the character, and then we get this little title sequence, uh, similar to Final Destination. This one, though, is, again, it's just exposition on a wall. <laughs> yeah, it's, more it's like, just like, it's newspaper clippings and drawings. Yeah, and a woman like, fakes her death, and there's the a narration by a Donald Pleasance imitator, because he had died at the time, and mm. but they... Uh, so I had someone come in and read his lines like, what be- was between those eyes were purely and simply evil. Yeah. You know, all that good stuff, dude. Yeah, really good. And before we get into this stupid dream sequence, um, right before the uh, guy closes the door before the start of the title sequence, oh, yeah. he's like, Michael Myers. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. It's like, whoa. All right, man. Yeah. We're, I'm in now. All right. So cut to, yeah, this like stupid, it's like a tracking shot into this classroom and, and it's in this academy where she's working. There's a picture of fucking Josh Hartnett and then there's a struggle in the closet. She gets a flashback to the, the first film, which really never comes back up again. So I don't know why they introduce it here. But then she wakes up screaming and fucking Josh Hartnett runs in like, Mom, stop! And and let's talk about Josh Hartnett and his goddamn hair that will not comb down. First of all, Josh Hartnett is rocking the unibrow in this. He does have a little uni. He's got a Um, little uni But this was his first movie. This is introducing Josh Hartnett. Yeah, it's true. Um, But it's just... (laughs) Yeah, Josh Hartnett in this movie looks about as grimy as Devin Sawa. (laughs) Sawa. Sawa. So, yeah, he basically wakes her up, feeds her some meds, and we get a little background of what their life's like, dude. But guess what? It's October 31st. Oh, shit, dude. That's that's Halloween. And this takes place in California, Mm. um, not Haddonfield, Illinois, where the other movies primarily take place. Correct. So if you notice, she's got a scar on her arm, Mm -hmm. um, you know, how she survived the first film. Yes. That's a really good detail. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, that true fans would catch, but I don't know if the lay person like you, Zach, might have caught that, but whatever, I'll try to not talk over you or talk down to your level. Honestly, go fuck yourself. Uh, Summer Glen, California, that's where we are, and we're at Hillcrest, uh, this boarding school. He goes there, and immediately he's introduced wearing this baggy fucking button down. Oh, yeah, dude. (laughs) He's like, his tie is super loose, like it's almost like not tied. He's 17 years old, man, and she there's this weird exchange where they're talking about he wants to go to Yosemite and she's like, no, you know, this, this is a bad time of year for us. You know, even though it's been 20 years since she's last seen her brother, Michael Myers. Right. And apparently we've learned in the meantime, we'll learn later on, but we can just get it, get it out of the way. Now she has changed her name. She's faked her death. She's a whole new person. Her name is Laurie Strode, but I think she goes by Carrie Tate or something like that. She is now the headmistress of this boarding school where her 17-year-old son, Josh Hartnett, in his leading role, first film, goes. Yes. Okay. Uh, he was actually, interestingly enough, cast in The Faculty at the exact same time, and they shot the, he shot this simultaneously. Really? Uh, yeah. I, I guess he went in to read for that role. He was just doing some modeling stuff. They liked him for it, and then they called him again and was like, hey, we got another script you might be able to read. So Josh Hartnett. Wow, blew up really quick. Thanks to this movie. And that's why he's America's favorite number one actor today. <laughs> oh, man. Hartnett. Boom, he's accomplished so much more than I have. <laughs> But during this exchange, she mentions her, his father, and she's just like, oh, he's just an abusive, chain-smoking methadone addict? Yes. What is that all about? I have no idea. It <laughs> sounds like back shot, in yeah. yeah, It's a little shady, dude. Yeah, a little rude. What was your past like, Lori? <laughs> but now we get a little of this school, and guess who the fuck is his horny best friend, dude? It's Alan. It's young Alan from Jumanji. From Jumanji, the guy who played uh, Robin Williams' kid self. He plays Charlie, and he has a hot girlfriend, played by Jodie Leno Keefe. She mm-hmm. plays Sarah. And there's Oscar nominee Michelle Williams. Crazy. Really weird. Really weird, dude. But she plays Molly, uh, Josh Hartnett's girlfriend. Wow. Yeah, and she is useless in this Well, movie. we've set the stage, Zach. How are you feeling going into this so far? The la- the, the pegs, the dominoes are up. Listen, I, I, I will admit to you, I was fully invested up until the point when I was introduced to Alan from Jumanji. <laughs> and that's when I was taken out of the movie. There's I was a little like, sour note for you? I was like, well, he's, I mean, this kid is, he's acting his heart out. You can tell, but he's just. It's I, just a weird casting. He, there's, he should pl- not play the horny best friend to a like a super hot girl it makes no sense yeah and like i can't really tell where these kids stand socially which i guess really isn't that important but like are they loners are they the cool kids 
Like, I just, I don't know. Dude, it just the seems like post-scream group of, you know, uh, high school teenagers who are kind of meta, kind of not. Right. I I mean, they, they're complicated, but not, like, good complicated. Like, I don't know what's happening complicated. Zach, did you ever wonder how Michael Myers got a car? Uh, You're about to find out. <laughs> For any fan wondering, well, how's he get around? Like, they spend, like, five minutes out of an 81 minute long movie yeah. on this scene that really means nothing and it's like but oh, it's kind of well shot I kind of like it but no. it's really weird okay and so, this is when I thought we were going to get a kill count but yep. I, they're teasing the you dude they are still teasing you ticking. yeah highway 139 in California they're at this rest stop and this woman uh, this mother she comes out with her young daughter they gotta pee but the men's room's locked up so you know they go ch- I mean the women's room is locked so they go check in the men's room no one seems to be in there so they go in to drop a deuce dude or pee <laughs> so anyway the little they're doing two different se- separate stalls and she props the door open the door closes the little girl's like oh mommy what's going on and she's like shut the fuck up and piss so yeah, we can get pee. out of here actually I'm, she's a really sweet mother i have been on the road for hours she's driving like this weird old Beth! jalopy of a machine <laughs> um anyway but underneath the door she sees a hand come down it grabs her purse and she looks up and again i like the way that she shot she's looking through like the you know the the gape the hole yeah. in between the stalls anyway and she sees him like look back at her it's pretty creepy the mask and whatnot this works it's crazy and you think there's about to be a child killing yeah it's really suspenseful she, like she's going to open the doors love building tension mounting mounting and she opens the door busts in the little girl's screaming and she's like ah spiders <laughs> and she's like oh fuck dude. Oh, god i Almost hate this wish- kid. so anyway she looks outside and michael myers has done taken nothing off but the car, just yeah. taken off of the car leaves her purse there and everything else just takes off of the car He's a pretty nice guy. Yeah, five-minute scene with no killing, but now we know he has job, this old Michael. jalopy car. Good job, Michael. You didn't kill that little girl. You felt no need to. It didn't, wouldn't have benefited you in any way. I mean, Michael, you, you came out here. You set a goal for yourself. Why why divert? Just, you know, task at hand. You're making strides. Loomis would be proud. I am proud of you. Somebody's going to get a Snickers later. Mm, and maybe a jerk-off. You're not you when you're hungry. So Jamie Lee Curtis, again, the headmaster of this place, she's giving this speech because, one, she wears so many hats in this, okay? Because she's the headmaster. She's teaching an English class later on. Yeah. She's also the protagonist, like, mother. And then, anyway, she's giving this whole speech about, you know, the do's and don'ts of once you're out at Yosemite, which is really weird and kind of bitchy to be giving in front of the son you told couldn't go. Yeah. <laughs> so you're doing this at, like, a class assembly. You're like, okay, no... No sharing beds, and the kids are like, "Ah, like as if like, yeah. oh, we thought oh, we might we thought be able to." Be. Yeah, no drugs, and they're like, "Ah." She should have been like, "What me? the fuck were you expecting?" Are you, you kidding shits? me? It's nineteen ninety eight. What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> so our four heroes, John, Molly, Charlie, and Sarah, they decide, you know what? Let's pretend we're going to Yosemite, uh-huh. but not actually go. But we're actually going to stay in school and have dinner and an orgy. Yeah, I believe they say a roaming orgy. That's and again, true. that's said in jest, but, but this like, is Alan from Jumanji. But Alan from Jumanji is like gauging everyone else's reaction because he knows his, he's going to have sex with his girlfriend. But then he's like, yeah. we could have a roaming orgy and everybody laughs. And then they just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. he's like making eye contact with Josh Hartnett. Like, How close can I get to your butt? How close can I get to Josh Hartnett's butt? Pretty close if you ask. How do you know, dude? Have you been to Wicker Park? Oh, that was a film he did in the early 2000s. Wicker Park. Look it up, motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I have no idea where we are in time. Adam Arkin's in this movie. Adam Arkin's in this movie. No one got excited for Adam Arkin, so. Like you did, weirdly I enough. got excited yeah, for Adam Arkin. What do you even know him from? I don't, like, what is he in? I just like Adam Arkin, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I always used to confuse him with Alan Arkin, and so I kept thinking the old man from Little Miss Sunshine was going to be in this movie. <laughs> really upsetting. That'd be cool. So... Adam Arkin, he plays the uh, counselor here at the school, and it's really weird because he's introduced just chatting really casually with Jamie Lee Curtis as she's walking through, and then she's talking with her mom, played by Janet Lee, the you know girl played in Psycho, which is really you know a wink, wink, nod, nod to the horror fans. And they finish this conversation, they shut the door, and they just start fucking making out, just dude. instantly, deep tongue. It's a good tracking shot. Yeah, no, it's a good shot, and Adam Arkin is the fucking man, dude. He is slaying. Yeah, I mean, he knows what he's doing, and it's very obvious it's hot. But guess what? Even Adam Arkin can't top my favorite character who's introduced next, dude. It's Ronnie, the security guard, played by... L.L. Cool J. Ladies love Cool J. Yeah, they uh, do. 
I have some great behind-the-scenes information about him on the set. Go ahead. He was really pursuing his acting career at this time. If you remember, he's around this time, he's also in Into Deep and Deep Blue Sea, a yep. lot of deep-titled films for whatever yep. reason. Water-based. Deep Throat. He <laughs> No, he uh, would only go by the name Todd on set. He also, yep. He also traveled with an entourage of like five big beefy dudes okay, who well. just wander around on set with him. Okay. And uh, yeah, the studio specifically hired him because market research showed them that these films, these horror films, were a huge hit in the African American community. So they're like, fuck it, dude. Let's get LL Cool J. They even admitted in the documentary, too, to the sequel from this, Halloween Resurrection. They were like, it got a little bad with the stunt casting because then we like tried to top ourselves like let's get Busta Rhymes and that didn't work out so well and the Halloween Resurrection is fucking terrible yeah. but yeah I just thought that was really funny so he plays this security guard who wants to be a writer and I, I say he's my favorite character I think he's just because I don't we didn't want him to die you know what I mean no it's true you did not want LL Cool J to die but at the same time what was the point of LL Cool J in this movie? I, I mean, I know you just explained why he was cast, but he's like the comedic relief, bro. Uh, but he's not funny. Uh, I don't know about that. There was a couple of knee slappers, if you don't ask me. I mean, if you do ask me. Ask me? No. <laughs> um. So most of his performance, though, is him talking into a telephone on the other end of his, like, <laughs> sassy wife who's giving him shit about, like, his about terrible writing career. Writer, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so she's constantly berating him. He apparently has this relationship with Josh Hartnett where he sneaks him out every once in a while. It's even caused, like, some, you know, issues with his mother. And so he's like, I'm not letting you out this time, but they need booze for this roaming orgy. Yeah, they gotta fuck their girlfriends later. And they're not gonna do it without any booze in them, dude. What? Yeah, no. How am I gonna get close to Josh Hartnett's butt? I'm done. Uh, so... He needs to get out, so they ask him to get out, and he's like, oh, man, I don't think I should. And he's like, oh, what if you turned around, and you accidentally touched the button, and you let us out? And he's like, he's yeah, like, all right. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that wouldn't change anything, but yeah, okay, fine. He just relents. They get out. So, meanwhile, uh, Lori is having dinner with Will, or, or lunch, lunch anyway, and it's it's Halloween. I, I don't know what it's like in other communities, but do kids go trick-or-treating at fucking noon or like 1 p.m.? No, I mean, I thought it was like have, 6 o'clock. Yeah, usually. maybe you have kids like running around, I guess, but like, no. These kids are trick-or-treating. Yeah, no, that's crazy. And then there are other people who are in their 20s just pretending to get stabbed by Grim Reapers on the side of the street. No, those were children. No, dude, those were like 17, 18-year-old people. I thought they were children. No, dude, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> wow. So Lori wants to open up to Will. He's, again, a guidance counselor. He's kind of trained in this, and he wants to open her up and find out her secrets. But she says, maybe someday by a warm fire. And then we get this little bit of her alcoholism. She's kind of an alcoholic. She, she's she got a full glass of Chardonnay. And she's I mean, like, she's doing a lot of pills. One. She's yeah, yeah. drinking a full glass of Chardonnay and asking for another one and before guy, it's yeah, even empty. Like, today. T -t 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 today, Junior. You know who? There's one woman in Hollywood I really wouldn't want yelling at me, and it's Jamie Sigourney Lee Weaver. Oh. Kathy Bates. Gina Davis. I don't want people yelling at me. So anyway, so John and his buddy steal booze. Um, it's very disrespectful. And as they're walking to go back to class, uh, they're stopped by Jamie Lee Curtis, who is rightfully pissed off that her son has escaped school grounds once again. Yeah, she's like, what the fuck are you doing? She gives like this whole like speech in the middle of the street. Over, and he's like, I'm not responsible for you, Mom. Michael Myers is dead. <laughs> he's kind of a whiny little bitch in this he movie. Is. He actually <laughs> might go in our protagonist. He's good. Yeah, he's yeah, good. He really good. I mean, Alan from Jumanji is going as Charlie. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, he no. doesn't qualify? No, fuck he doesn't it, qualify. Dude. All right, I'll get it. All right. So she loses it. They get back there, and she pretty much berates LL Cool J some more. Like, do your fucking job, yeah, loser. come on. Eyes up. And <laughs> she does say, eyes up, Ronnie. Eyes <laughs> up. So Molly is, I guess, this cook in the kitchen or whatnot, and there's this dumbwaiter that gets introduced. Uh, he sends some flowers down there, mm -hmm. Josh Hartnett, and a little Halloween map, which leads her to the stupidest. <laughs> like, it's so dumb. It's just dude. a room with like a banner, Happy Halloween, a few decorations, and like a pint of water on a table. <laughs> She's like, wow, you're thinking so sweet. You're so cute. And there's some Creed playing, I believe, or not yet. There's not Creed yet, later, later on. But yeah. yeah, and he's like, oh yeah, well, you know, my uh, uncle was a butcher. He killed like 20 people on Halloween, so we don't really celebrate the holiday, but I figure I'm on now. It was a really good Josh Hartnett impression. Thank you. Thank yep. you. 
So Lori gets a hold of John eventually, and she's like, guess what? I changed my mind. I signed your fucking permission slip. You can go to Yosemite. And go he, be a normal fucking kid. Yeah. But as he's walking away, he's like, oh, no. My mom now wants me to go to Yosemite, but I didn't think I'd be going. But I already agreed to have sex with my friends. Charlie's counting on Charlie's me. Charlie's counting on me. <laughs> So he decides, you know what? I'm not going to Yosemite. I'm going to stick around and play hooky, um, and really just distrust my mom for the fir- after she trusts me for the first time in my life. <laughs> so these derpy buses—they're really weird shaped buses. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know why. That <laughs> they're like uh, carting kids off campus to go to Yosemite, and then we get a little uh, some more wink, wink, nudge, nudges. The psycho car. Janet Lee comes back and she's like, "Oh, it might be my maternal instinct. I'm um, talking, but everyone's entitled to one good scare, <laughs> dude." This is it is a good psycho reference. It it's really a good is. Psycho I mean, reference. I actually said I thought this was a, a an appropriately done wink to the audience. And just to give you a little heads up on that clock, we're forty two minutes in. We're forty two minutes in, and no one is not died. a single person dead on screen except for the first person in the first ten minutes. There, yeah, really disappointing. Actually, when you think about it, this but, is when I'm starting but, to make noises about it too. Yeah, I, you're groaning. I'm you're starting a to be audible. like, dude, we're forty minutes in. <laughs> yeah, he's getting a little antsy. All right, but I'll remind you the original Halloween. Other than the first 10 minutes with the first kill or whatnot, does not have a lot of violence. There's the one guy who's killed off screen, the trucker, and then there's like nothing until the end that like lasts. And that's what they're kind of replicating here. Okay. All right. So Ronnie is once again reading to his wife and Michael Myers pulls up in his jalopy vehicle, uh, leaves it idling, but gets out and just has like an empty like parked car there. Yep. And... We get a little look into uh, how LL Cool J would have portrayed uh, the classic role of Paul Blart. <laughs> Great vehicle starring Kevin James. Yes, he uh, because he's literally standing there looking inside the car, and Michael Myers walks right fucking past him. Yep. Right past him. And then there's this whole thing. He goes inside and continues talking to him. Then he like knocks on the window to <laughs> get him to like look. And the, it's, it's a really like... I don't know who to be more upset at LL Cool J for being a bad security guard or Michael Myers for not killing someone and being a bad psycho killer. <laughs> so this is where I, you also started getting a little pissed off. And I'll, I'll understand because this is really frustrating. So Lori's leaving her office. She goes outside and she thinks she's seeing Michael Myers. And it's just really long like, don't, don't, don't. Yeah, it's like th- it's like at least 20 seconds. Yeah, for And sure. like three cutbacks of what is clearly Michael Myers. Yeah, and then he, Michael Meyer? Myers. <laughs> of what is clearly Michael Myers. It's so funny because, and then, then it finally gets there and it's Will and it's like, dance! And then you're again just like getting so Oh, I'm getting off. so mad because all these jump scares are leading to absolutely nothing, dude. Meanwhile, our four heroes have snuck into... Is that what we're calling them now? <laughs> I mean, they're the leads, you know, our young leads. They okay. sneak into... It's like an abandoned basement kitchen part of the school. What the fuck is the construction of this no school? I have no idea. It looks like a storage space because there's like five globes just sitting down there. Really weird. So they've cooked a shit ton of food and they're, yeah, they're about to just eat and bang. I don't know what the... Eat, drink, drink, and bang, dude. Yeah, I mean, well, you'd be full. Like, I feel like someone's farting. Oh, absolutely. But maybe that's... That's half the fun. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So Charlie goes looking for a corkscrew, and finally we're like, all right, someone's got to die now. Now we're getting Now we're getting somewhere. Mm-hmm. Sticks his hand down. Oh, no, we don't get there. We're not even at that luxury yet, because guess what? They they pull this out. They they make sure that you wait. Your, your mouth is dripping with anticipation for mm-hmm. this kid to die. Meanwhile, we have to get Lori's fucking backstory. Will, she talks to Will, finally unloads after drinking like half a glass of vodka. And straight tells her, Yeah, tells him the whole story about how she faked her name and uh, changed her name and faked her death. And, you know, now she's the headmistress of this school. And he's like, holy shit. And she's like, you want that drink? And he's like, yeah. Yeah, I do. And that ass. But that's when she starts to realize... Wait a minute, something doesn't feel right, and then she realizes that uh, her son did not go on the trip to Yosemite. All of his fucking gear is still left in his in his closet. What a terrible person he is! He so shocks. Yeah, so she starts freaking out, and then we get a knock at the door and another jump scare. LL Cool J. 
Yeah, why is he at the house? I think he's just telling her like something's up. There's a car out front, which is weird that he'd go to the headmistress first. But I mean, you know what? He is a security guard who cannot do his job. Yeah, apparently. Uh, so she grabs a gun. They head to the school. But we're back now yep. with what's his name? Charlie. Charlie. So Charlie is looking for a bottle opener to open their bottle of booze um, because that's what you need to do when you're having a drunken food orgy. <laughs> <laughs> and he drops the corkscrew down the sink into the garbage disposal. And he's like, you know, derp, um, goes to reach in. Let me turn it on first to see if it works. Yeah, <laughs> it turns it around. Turns it on to see if it works. It does work. <laughs> and so he reaches down, and Michael Myers is standing right behind him, dude. Mm-hmm. And we're finally so happy, dude. This is what? This is... 50 minutes in? We are at, okay, so honestly, 50, we're at 59 minutes fi- and 30 seconds. Yes. <laughs> Reaches in, well, no, because he reaches in, pulls it out, pulls it out, because you think yeah. he's going to turn on the garbage disposal and roll it Yeah, yeah, would have been a great scene. Nope, nope, doesn't do it. Reaches out, pulls it around, turns Dun! around, jump scare. Yep, and they just sees him. You see his reflection in the eye, and he's like, "Hi." Then it cuts to the girlfriend Sarah, yep. who's trying to find him. She's wandering around. Then this is at fifty nine minutes in and thirty seconds. 30 we were seconds. trying to see if it would get to an hour before there was another kill. Oh, so close. Fifty nine so thirty. She opens up the dumb waiter, and there inside is dead Charlie. He's had his neck slashed. Mm-hmm. This is kind of a good gory little effect, but again, an off screen death. Why is no In one dying on screen? Death. We've seen four deaths, one on screen, but. In my opinion, they make up for it with this one. This is a pretty sweet kill. This is a cool death. Yeah. So she tries to go up in the dumbwaiter. She gets stabbed by Michael Myers on the way up. She Mm -hmm. gets up to the floor. As she's trying to get out, her leg gets caught in the body of Charlie. So she's kind of stumbling, trying to pull it out. Michael Myers, meanwhile, cuts the rope holding the dumbwaiter, sending the weight of it down, crushing her leg, which is as if it's almost hanging off. It's a pretty cool practical effect. It does look really good. Yeah. Yeah. It slams to the ground, and she starts to kind of like try and army crawl her way out. And then he comes up. Yeah. the only time in the movie where I was like, oh my god. This is yeah, like, like menacing and kind of shocking. Yeah. yeah, this is really like the darkest the movie gets, yeah. I'd say, in terms of its kills. Yeah, but she finally does get stabbed on screen, kind of. Yeah, she gets stabbed like three or four times. Uh, he puts his boot over her neck and whatnot, and it's a cool little kill scene. Like, we finally got a kill. Like, alright. It happened. Yeah, it's finally happened. Drink. So after this, though, we're meant to believe that he has time to hang her up in a light bulb, right? Like, yeah, like gut her and hang her up inside of a closet. Because this, yeah, this next whole part is just one chase scene for the next, like, pretty much to the end of the movie, honestly. But, like, we start this chase scene. He's uh, going after uh, Molly and John, a.k.a. Hartnett and Williams. Yep. So they're chasing each other around. Hartnett gets stabbed in the leg, and there's this whole long scene of them trying to get into the school again. There's this gate that gets locked and unlocked yep. and whatnot, and it's this whole big, big scene. It's a trailer moment, though, when he comes face-to-face with Jamie Lee Curtis in yes. the, the door there. There's a circular glass window. They come face-to-face, brother and sister, finally. I got it say if this had been uh if there had been way more substance in the beginning part of this movie this is such a good Dude, moment in this movie for me as a kid it was i had a 10 year old chub i was like mom mom michael myers and his sister are finally meeting on screen this is amazing so if any of you guys know anybody who would like to host a podcast you can go ahead and just contact Brandon, us what nostalgia. are you watching there mom i'm watching halloween h2o 20 years later I didn't even have a retainer growing up, guys. That's called acting. I hate, I hate myself. <laughs> Dude, what is happening with you? Dude, I'm buzzed. I've had a few of these. Honestly, I'm <laughs> feeling pretty good right now. Okay. So after Molly and John get locked in the closet by Lori, there's this cringeworthy line where Adam Arkin's like, what do we do? And she's like, try to live. <sighs> Real good, Jamie. So gun is cocked. She starts walking around. And he, I guess Adam Arkin decides to mansplain <laughs> shooting at the oh, yeah. goddamn murderer. Yeah, because, because he takes it's a shot, first away. off, a wide shot. Yeah, he takes the gun away. It's a wide shot of Michael Myers. Oh, very Indisputable. clearly. Yes. Indisputable. If you pause it, that is him. It's him. <laughs> then it cuts back to Adam Arkin. He fires off like five shots terribly, by the way. Yeah. Misses like at least. Then they go to them. approach the body and it's LL Cool J covered in blood. What the fuck, Arkin? Presumably dead. Yeah. And then Michael Myers comes out, shoves a knife inside Arkin, lifts him off his feet, and just starts sawing his way up the body. But it's all, again, not shown under the mm-hmm. chest, implied. Yep. Kind of cool. Kind of. <laughs> I like the sound effects. And he's just like, yeah, that one, Arkin. Yeah, but this is when you start to realize, oh, everybody we've been following except for three people are dead. And we've seen 
one of them killed on screen? What's weird is, I, I guess, yeah, in an hour, it hits an hour, and then it's just like, everyone needs to die right now. Yeah, right now. <laughs> yeah. And so, but again, we get more of this, like, chase scene throughout this the campus of this place. Uh, some of it's kind of well shot, and I like the way that it's kind of tense and whatnot, but basically, she gets the kids out of there, she, they drive to the gate, and she's like, just drive, you know, leave me behind, I'll be able to do this, I want to settle this pretty yeah. much. So the kid's crying, Josh Hartnett's a little baby bitch with a yeah, knife wound or whatever. Hartnett, bitch. if you're listening to this, I love you, actually, Worker Park for life. Um... <laughs> So she decides to destroy the controls for the gate. She's like, um, this is it. Like, we're ending this tonight or whatever. Yep. So she kicks open, you know, the glass of the axe. She grabs a fire axe and she's like, my God. And she starts searching it, dude. She's not locked in there with him, dude. He's locked in there with her. So she goes searching for him. And then, again, a trailer shot that's never made sense to me, even as a kid. He comes down like fucking Batman one-handed oh, from yeah. the ceiling, drops down behind her. Where was he? I don't know, dude. Because you see a wide shot of her walking up. You'd see that. Your yeah. peripheral vision would immediately signal that someone's on the fucking roof, bro. <laughs> anyway, he drops down from the ceiling behind her. She swings around, stabs him with an axe. He rips it out. There's a whole thing, again, where they're just kind of like... A cat and mouse at this point. Yeah. There's, there is this cool scene where he's kind of chasing her on top of the tables. I kind of like this. Like, she's underneath. He's, like, trying to swipe at her, get her. He winds up, like, flipping over all the tables as he's trying to get her. Yeah. It's kind of suspenseful, dude. All right, yeah. Oh, man, there's no please on this guy. I mean, <laughs> it, it didn't make a ton of sense to me because there's, like, three tables there. Yeah. Like, she's very clearly under that one. Yeah. But whatever. No, you're right. It was cool. Thanks, sweet dude. Uh, he gets stabbed with a flagpole, and then there's a chase into the kitchen. She, uh, you know, throws knives at him, knees him in the dick, she and does. eventually winds up stabbing him so many times that he's like kind of flung off a balcony, lands on a table, presumed dead. Yeah. And then, in smart mode, she goes downstairs with the knife to fucking end it all, to plush it, plunge, plunge one final stab into yeah. his heart, killing end this it bastard. For sure. And Paul Blart, mall cop, fucking ruins it again, L-O, dude. Cool, James, dude. He pops up, not dead after. After all, thank God, but be careful what you wish for, dude, because he ruins the rest of this by not allowing her to kill him right then. Yeah. And before we move on, I just want to say I will give this movie a lot of credit for having actually smart protagonists in this movie because she's ready to go down there and finish it off. Yeah. But she gets stopped. Yeah. Uh, and then we talk about the woman in the beginning who was like, no, I'm not going into the house that's clearly got someone in there. Yeah, you can tell that they... Smart protagonists yeah, they in this kind movie. Of, it's pretty good. They don't fall too prey to some of those dumb cliches. I mean, yeah. a lot of them do, some especially them the do, younger yeah. kids. Yeah, but. the young kids do, but... My, the next part of this movie, uh, it, oh. <laughs> so it's like they were like, well, we can't just end it there, right? Like, well, hang on. What do we have for time? Uh, dude, we're at 71 we're minutes. At 71 we minutes. We, we got to add, add like an, at least another 10. Uh, okay. Uh, have her steal a cop's gun and the axe and the coroner's truck where the body's in and have them drive away. Who said that? That was the intern, Mike. Mike? Yeah. You want a fucking job? <laughs> <laughs> because that's exactly what happens. It's so good, dude. yeah. So she, ta- but I, but I kind of like this where it leads anyway. So they're driving around. For some reason, he can tell in the body bag when she's spotting him in the rearview mirror because he only moves when she's not looking. Until eventually, he's like, "Oh fuck, I gotta get out of here." Honestly, yeah. I just gotta get out. It's a bad look. <laughs> so he rips open the body bag. She slams on the brakes, sending him through the windshield, and then fucking plows into him with this van. Drives off a cliff. She's in ejected from the van uh-huh. and it then pins him against a fucking tree lights on fire and she bloodied and bruised and beaten finds her way down with the fire axe and there's this whole like quiet moment where he all of a sudden starts like touching his face and realizing like why do i have a mask on this is because the studio said that they would not allow them to end this way unless they put in some way that they could bring him back in the next movie they're like we want to end this with the one two and h2o and they're like, you can't do that because we're going to make more movies eventually. Right. So they're like, what we want to do is make him like confused at the very last second because then in, in Resurrection, spoiler alert, in the opening 10 minutes, apparently what we didn't see at the end of H2O was that Michael Myers, uh, a paramedic, came over to help him out. He then crushed the paramedic's larynx, uh. put his mask on the paramedic so the paramedic could not talk. And it was actually the paramedic that she winds up chopping the fucking head off of. Gotcha. 
which okay. really undermines the movie after you watch uh, it entirely. But, but watching it right now, we're watching it on this value. Yes, she re- he reaches out to her, she reaches up to him, and then she fucking lops his head off with the the axe. The music starts bumping and cut to black. Eighty one minutes later, Halloween H two O. That's it. Halloween H two O. Thank you to everybody who voted for Halloween H two O. By the way, you know what? I genuinely thank you. I feel like Zach's is a little. <laughs> there's a little sarcasm. No, there was there. no okay, sarcasm well, in there. I love our listeners. I really do. Uh, just because I didn't love the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to hear your thoughts on this first. Okay. So, uh, you know what? I'm I'm going to surprise you maybe a little bit. I really didn't think this movie was that bad. Okay. Um, there's actually a lot in this movie I like. Like we mentioned, it's very well made. Uh, the cast, well, I'm not sold on the idea of the kid from Jumanji. <laughs> I, I like the cast. The cast is kind of cool. Even LL Cool J is not terrible in this movie. Yeah. Um, my biggest problem with this film is that it feels like 30 pages of the script are missing. I mean, it's 81 <laughs> minutes long. It's all just exposition that leads nowhere I, yeah. to like what essentially amounts to one 20 minute chase scene. And that's the whole movie. You're right. And <laughs> it's just it's missing so much. And I know we were talking about how. The original Halloween didn't really have a lot of violence in it, a lot of action in it, but that was more building of suspense. This was just like a kid having problems with his mom. Yes. And like yeah. a mom dealing with like post traumatic stress for an hour. Yeah. For an hour. So I just feel like a huge chunk of this movie is missing. If that has to make it a two hour movie, so be it. But I was just, I felt like I was missing out on the experience of a slasher film. I was watching more of a drama with a slasher film stapled on the last 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's my thoughts on it. Well,. This the things that this movie does wrong is one Steve Miner is he's no John Carpenter he's an effective no. slasher director and this is by all counts an effective slasher yeah in comparison to the rest of the genre it's well acted it's well shot it's well edited the music's pretty good this is a this is a, a polished slasher I gotta tell you you and I watched um, Jason X the yeah other day. <laughs> yeah we did I mean if you're gonna compare a movie like Jason X to this one this one is Miles, of better. course, miles, of better. course, and and again, that one's like tongue in cheek, and that yeah. is a you know a hilarious classic of the genre. Mm, yeah. uh, but this one, yeah, Steve Miner's no John Carpenter. What I also don't like about it is it takes the worst parts of Scream, and I know what you did last summer because Kevin Williamson has to infuse his Dawson's Creek like soap opera melodrama in this like teenage slasher. It takes the worst parts of those movies and kind of infuses it into a Halloween movie when it's not necessary. Like, yeah. we don't need to focus on the stupid little problems that these people have. I appreciate that they do try to characterize, like, especially Lori, her son. Like, they do try to make you care about these characters rather than most slashers that are just set these characters up. They're mm-hmm. going to die. Who gives a fuck? I feel like this movie does care about its characters more than the traditional slasher, but it almost does so to... A detriment because it doesn't kill them off as many people as it should, right. as quickly as it should, and it does suffer from a pacing issue. And I, I, I will agree with you 100% there because I love when, especially a slasher movie like this or a horror movie, uh, has character development and focuses on their character, and in this case kind of does a little... Um, canon building or world building Mm -hmm. um but like you said it just kind of feels like it affected the overall idea that this was a slasher film um it it just the the horror aspect of it just feels like i said just tacked on at the last minute to me which is disappointing but it's not a bad film it just like i don't think it delivered on what it promised yeah jamie lee curtis is good for the most part the cast not bad when michael myers is on screen I it's think cool. the movie works. The yeah, it's movie awesome. Works. It's expen- It's exciting. It's suspenseful. Yeah, they get that part right, despite the distracting mask changes, which really do kind of take me out of it every once in a while. Especially watching it on Blu-ray, it is really noticeable. Shot after shot, the mask yeah. changes gets kind of kind of dumb. But I, this was an enjoyable movie. I've seen this movie so many goddamn times, and. When it all comes down to it, I love this series. I love so many of these series that we mentioned earlier. When it comes down to it, Michael Myers is killing people. I'm having a fun time. Like, I'm enjoying it. This one is only 81 minutes and also Mm -hmm. works to its benefit that it's fucking in and out. It's not slow. I don't think it's a slow movie. And while it doesn't have, I will say it's kind of uneventful, it's never boring. Right. No, it's not. So I'm going to go 
pretty much my exact score with uh, Final Destination. I'm going to go a 55. I think this was enjoyable. Another movie I'll watch around Halloween because I love the Sandman stuff. I love the Halloween theme. It feels kind of fall-like. Mm-hmm. However, it is shot in California, so all the trees are green for the most part. I did notice that on this watch that there are some Halloween scenes, but for the most part, it feels like a very summery kind of shot movie. Yeah. Uh, just a reminder for audiences, too. What was the Rotten Tomato score? So the Rotten Tomato score was 51%, okay. and it's got a 5.7 on IMDb. And you gave it a 55. I'm giving it a 55. Okay. I'm not going to be quite as nice about it, because the problem that I had, again, is that I, it's not that I didn't enjoy watching this movie. I did. But I feel like there's just so much missing out of it. I think this movie was meant for people like you, Brandon, yeah. who love this series, who are, you know, like you said, Michael Myers is on screen, he's killing people, you're having a good time. I wanted kind of a little bit more of that being less of a fan of the series. Yep. I wanted kind of the slasher experience, and I feel like I kind of got robbed of that a little bit, at least for an hour or excuse me, 59 minutes and 30 seconds of this movie. <laughs> um, so I think I'm going to go ahead and give it a 40. Okay. Um, but it other than that, not a lot of things that I disliked about it other than just like a big chunk of it seemed to be missing for me. I think it could have been a little gorier. Mm-hmm. Could have had some more and more kills. Yeah, absolutely. I think that would have helped it out. But again, an enjoyable slasher. And I'm finally glad we got to tackle one of these, you know, main heavy hitter franchises. And I'm glad we got to do uh, both Final Destination and this movie, uh, both movies that you and I wanted separately. But equally. Yeah. Um, Just out of curiosity now, we've finished five movies here for Oktoberfest. Mm-hmm. Which one's your favorite? Oh, out of the five that we watched? Out of the five we watched, we watched Halloween Town, we watched Casper, <laughs> we watched Ernest Scared Stupid, we watched Final Destination, and Halloween H2O. Uh, honestly, uh, and we just recorded it pretty recently, so maybe that's why it's stuck in my head, but uh, if I'm looking at strictly what I gave ratings, Final Destination was by far my favorite of all yeah. five that we watched. I think that was, uh, you know... Halloween Town, obviously, not really made Great for movie, 20, classic. not really made for twenty five year old <laughs> yeah. adults. But um, you mean it's better than Ernest Scared Stupid? You'd say Final Destination's better than yes, Ernest I would Scared? say Final Destination is better than Ernest wow. Scared Stupid. Oh, I'm sorry. Which one is your <laughs> no, favorite? No. I'd, I'd go. I think I would go Halloween H two O. It's right there, tied with Final Destination. But my history goes deeper with this franchise and these movies and the characters. But Honestly, side by side, they're both entertaining as hell. Yeah. And uh, you know what? I, even the bad movies we watched this 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 month, like Ernest Scared Stupid, I had a blast. I'm so glad we got no, to this do this. Was, this was a ton of fun. Even man. Casper was really good. Yep. Um, I, and I, I want to go back to that point really quick. I will say this. Um, I think Halloween H2O is the better movie, but Final Destination was the one I had a little bit more fun watching. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. We'll go with that. All right. So that does it for Oktoberfest. Uh, congratulations on getting through it, Brandon. This was a good – I could feel good. I feel good about it too. So uh, really excited now and listener request month in November. Uh, Brandon and I picked out the lineup earlier today. We are wow. super excited. You guys have some treats coming your yeah, way. You guys Holy shit. gave us some awesome suggestions. We tried to keep it so, you know, uh, because a lot of these movies kind of are the same genre. Yep. So we tried to pick uh, different genres every week. Um, but we're going to start it off with uh, one that I'm pretty excited about because I remember being super excited when it came out into theaters. I think I only saw it that one time, never saw it again but uh, <laughs> mighty joe young wow yeah mighty joe young that's gonna be fun uh our the rest of our lineup maybe we'll mention it on facebook maybe we won't maybe, maybe we won't maybe we'll keep it a little maybe surprise we'll keep it a little surprising because know. we have a little of the name maybe yeah. a little of the thigh oh no that it's going up a little bit Mid-drift, possibly? Oh, my God. Mid-drift? <laughs> 90s mid-drift. Anyway, uh, yeah. And, and again, if you don't hear your uh, selection pick, don't worry. We saved a lot of these choices, and some of them are going to go into our January and February list. Because we've got November and December set, and holy shit, guys. You guys, this is going to be good. Good yep. stuff are on the horizon. All right, so before we sign off, don't forget you can... Uh, Subscribe, share, review, listen to us on iTunes. Just search Nostalgia Be Damn. You can also go to nbd.podbean.com. Check us out on Facebook. Uh, there's also an email that you can send in any requests or comments that you'd like to talk to us about. Uh, nos- or NBD or Nostalgia Be Damned Pod 
at gmail.com. That's right. NostalgiaBeDamnedPod at gmail.com. Also, a little giveaway, guys. I have like five or six digital codes that I just got doubles of. I have doubles of, okay? There you go. Here's the, here's the little uh, our, our call to action. You write us a review on iTunes. You take a picture of that and you send it to us. I'll give you the five selections. You pick which one you want. I'll send you the code. All right? Wow. Yeah, right? And again, I don't have many, so this could run out very quickly if people you know jump on this. So if you get to me and I say I don't have any... My bad, bro. So that's fast. <laughs> but like I said, there's at least five of those. Some of them are new. Like I think I got what Suicide Squad and I was actually uh, looking a, at the a stack. Of them, the dude. stack yeah. looked pretty cool. I remember that. So yeah, if you guys want some, you know, digital codes, hit me up. Just write us a review on iTunes, and you can't. I mean, I guess if you want to be honest, you could give us a one star review and then take a picture. But honestly, I'll give you like something shitty. It'd be like Fate of the Furious <laughs> oh, or something stop. like that. Oh, stop. No, we, re- we appreciate any reviews, we negative you. or positive. Thank you for the feedback. We truly appreciate yeah, it, guys. Thank you. Um, just a quick update, too, really quick. Uh, I mentioned last week we have been picked up by the network again. Brandon thought we were going to get dropped. We have not been dropped. However, they do have a few critiques for us. Um, they'd like us to stop swearing. Oh, that's that might be challenging. I don't see it happening. No. So, uh, challenge to the network right now. Uh, if you want us to stop swearing, why don't you come down here and do something? Yeah, about come it. fucking find us, bitches. Yeah, come find us. <laughs> well, guess what? The tagline for this film, as the Halloween theme kicks in right now. Oh, there it is. You getting spooked out, mofo's? Actually, it might not kick in until right now. Are you fucking, <laughs> fucking make a fool of me? No. Uh, so anyway, this summer. Terror won't be taking a vacation. See you in November, sons of bitches. Stop to be damned. (laughs) 